minus 10 seconds. Welcome to The Stadium with your hosts, Zach Chahey and Terry James, covering sports, tech, entertainment news, and everything in between. This is episode number three, recorded on Wednesday, March 28th. Hey, just want to let you know, this could be my last week uh, with the statement show because I'm planning on hitting the estimated jackpot from the uh, Mega Millions at $476 million. So if I do come back next week, it might be on a boat somewhere out in the middle of the Caribbean. I'm just letting you know this right now. I, you know why? I, that's not likely to happen because it's going to be me that's winning that money. Oh, oh, OK. I tell you what, I'll split it with you half and half. OK. Uh, well, wait a minute. Wait you ever already heard it here. He's splitting it with me. I never said I was splitting it with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute. Hold on. Let, let me let me backtrack. It's probably going to be half to my wife and then half to you. That's probably the way that's going to go. You mean after she divorces you? This is correct. Okay. Yeah, right. Um, if anybody doesn't know, the nobody hit the jackpot uh, on a Tuesday night. I believe it was $356 million, somewhere in that range. Uh the largest previous million, uh, Mega Million jackpot was $390 million. Uh, it was won by two players, one in New Jersey, one in Georgia back in 07. Uh, the games played in more than 40 states, including the District of Columbia and the U.S. Virginia Islands. Um, right now, I think, let's see, uh, according to the news, uh, five out of six winning numbers uh, earning $250,000 were were hit. Uh, so 47 players across the country matched five numbers. You think one number off, and they would have been they would have been what somewhere around a quarter of a million dollars, right, right. somewhere in that range. Because yeah. um, the cash options, what like 341 million, I believe it is. Yeah, I mean, it's, right now it's the annuity cat. The annuity is 476 million dollars. That's oh. if you think about it. So everybody can think about it in terms like this. That's half a billion dollars. Oh my goodness! Okay. So that's almost half a billion dollars. All right. Yeah, we're getting Still, into Oprah we're, money. We're not. At this we're point. not in the Bill Gates uh, no, area, no. but you know. Um, now, for most people who don't understand, when when they tell you four hundred and seventy-six million dollars, that's not actually how much you have. Okay. The lump sum cash is three hundred and forty-one million dollars right now. Okay. What they do is they invest that money for you in safe. Uh, I'm not really sure if it's bonds or dividends. I don't know how they, they invest it, but it's safe. You can't lose the money. And if you were to take the annuity cash payments over the, I believe it's 26 years, uh, it would come out to $476 million before taxes. Now, I'm going to tell you a website that I go to. It's uh, usamega.com, and it breaks down everything for you down to the state. Uh, how much taxes you would pay, what your yearly check would be, how much you took. It, it tells you, it breaks it down after state and federal tax. 
Um, I come out of Maryland. So for me, let's just say, for instance, if I were to hit that payout, okay, um, I would walk away, if I took the cash option, uh, I'd walk away with $224 million, uh, about $207,000. So it'd be $224,207. You're out of what state now? Pennsylvania. So you'd walk away with $255,750,000 because they don't charge a Pennsylvania state tax. No state tax in this state, baby. That's right. That's because there's nothing out there. (laughs) This is true. uh, (laughs) If anybody wants to check these uh, Everyone from Philadelphia that's listening, that is Zach (laughs) Chahey. So the jackpot uh, is on Friday, March 30th. Uh, you definitely you want to draw. You want to put a few dollars down because remember, your chances. I believe they said are about one in 170 million of hitting this. Mm-hmm. The chances are zero if you don't play. Right. So um, everybody knows the odds. Uh, the odds of getting hit with lightning are greater than hitting the <laughs> big million. But hey, some odds are better than none. So that's I'm going to take those odds. That's okay because yeah. I plan on hitting it. Here's here's the thing though. Let me ask you this. With it being the highest jackpot ever, what are you honestly going to put down? You know, like a dollar, two dollars, five dollars. You know, some people walk in and and they have you know hundreds of dollars to throw on these lottery tickets. What 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 are you going to throw on it? Uh, probably five dollars. Yeah, that's probably about what I'm looking at because I think anything after five, then I'm just going to start getting irritated that I lost that money. Exactly. Uh, and five dollars, and mind you, I usually only plunk down maybe two or three dollars. <laughs> Okay. Um, five is probably the limit, just because I feel like that it is gambling. It's mm-hmm. legalized gambling. I, I always love how all the states are having issues with doing you know, like slot machines or trying to raise money in casinos. This is gambling. That's what it is. It's legalized gambling. So, but if you look on the Mega Millions website, it's very clear: thirty-five percent of all Mega Million ticket sales support government services. So, so take that with you right there. So it can't be. Too much legalized gambling, Zach. Come on, 35% goes right back to the government services. Oh, I'm sure it does. Uh, <laughs> so they can get themselves a new gym or whatever. Um, yeah. Okay, so, I, what would you do? What, what's that the, was I mean, obviously, right, right. right. Let's, let's put the obvious out there. Yeah. This is the first thing I've read articles about the Mega Millions here, where it's going. The first thing everybody says is, I'm going to pay off my bills. Now, of let's just say that's a given. Obviously, mm-hmm. you're going to pay your bills off. I would hope you're going to pay your bills off. Correct. Anyway, uh, you're going to pay your bills off. You're going to buy a new car. I mean, these are the given things. Everybody right. knows that. Okay. Right. What's the first luxury item you're going to buy? Oh, the luxury item I'm going to buy. Uh, well, uh, I think you and I have kind of had this discussion. It's not necessarily a luxury item, but but the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going on a world cruise. Uh, my wife and I. That's a trip. Yeah. I mean, item, tangible item that you're going to oh, have. Man, I, I, you know, I can't answer that. I mean, obviously, you know, there's going to be a car. There's going to be a new home, something like that. Honestly, I don't know. I, I, I can't answer that. What about yourself? Well, I'm in the $200 million range. I'm no longer going to have a home. I'm going to have a <laughs> compound. Right. <laughs> so you're going to come to the Chehi compound. And, oh, uh, I see. You're not going to get close to me because I'm going to have a security detail. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And these are not going to be your run-of-the-mill uh, you know, security, you know, company, uh, people that fall asleep in the middle of the night. These are going to be hired mercenaries with punch oh, sticks, and I'm going to have gun towers, and 
Oh like yeah, Chuck Norris and and, and that's and just all to keep the family of... away. <laughs> <laughs> that's about right, because you know every family member is going to have their hands out. Oh, are you kidding me? People you never even knew were in your family are going to start becoming your friend. Right. So, that all seriousness, <laughs> this is where you keep your friends close. Definitely. Because Definitely. the people you could trust before is the people you're going to be able to trust. And I always believed in uh, the statement I've heard uh, that if you are not happy without money. Right. having money is not going to make you happy. Now, obviously, people are like, oh, you're not shopping in the right places. These are the common things that people say, but I really do believe it. You can't I, fill a void with money. Sure, sure. I because mean, you're always going to know the people that are with you are only with you because of that money. And you're going to know it deep down. So, I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm happy in my life right now. I, I, I really am. I mean, sure, you know, 250 some million dollars would certainly make things easier in in my life but you know what you and I again have had this conversation before and I can be completely honest with you my life really wouldn't change for for the whole because right now uh, my my check goes direct deposit my wife takes care of the bills does everything right to honestly once I got a check for 200 and some odd million dollars hey she can have it and do whatever she wants. I'm, I'm just not a money kind of person. I, I play it only for the reason of just saying, hey, why not? Let's just play it and have some fun with it. But if I hit it, great. If not, then so be it. But it's always fun to dream. Oh, absolutely. That's the best part about buying a lottery ticket, okay? It's fantasize. What right. would you do? I mean, um, did you did, did you give us uh, what your luxury item is? You said you'd buy the world trip, obviously. You said right. it was going to be a cruise, right? It would definitely be a world cruise. Are you going on a cruise with a bunch of people? Uh, Well. <laughs> or are you going to rent your own cruise liner? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, 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 will, I will use one of, you know, Princess or Royal Caribbean, whatever the case may be. I probably would rent the, you know, the, the uh, owner suites and the penthouse suites are normally uh, towards the back of the boat there. So I would probably rent out the, a few of the uh, the the biggest ones. I'm not going to stay in an interior stateroom, in other words. I'm not going to stay in the $300 jobs. I'm obviously going to be staying in, in you know, the $10,000, $20,000, $30,000, $40,000, whatever, whatever they are for a world cruise. Uh, I would obviously take my immediate family yeah, and and my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my mom, you know, and my oh, grandma, yeah. you know, those those type things. But as far as anyone else, uh, you know, depends if, if, uh, you know, if I feel it has to be in my heart that, that I would like to invite you, Zach, then I will. Oh, but thank you. Uh, you need somebody may- to carry your bags, right? <laughs> right. You know, and I'll, I'll pay you a million or two for it, you know, oh, just, sure. just, just to carry my bags and be at my whim, you know? Now, uh, <laughs> I think, uh, honestly, I'd probably have a custom chopper. Mm-hmm. I, obviously, like we said, bills are paid off, house paid off, that kind of thing. Um, chopper as in motorcycle, not chopper as in Yeah, the- yeah, exactly. Uh, I'd probably do like a Harley and a chopper. I'd do mm-hmm. a Harley so I could have one right away, but a chopper I would have custom built by maybe uh, – everybody knows OCC, but I would do PJD Designs, which is the, the junior. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought that'd be kind of cool to do. Um, I'd like to go riding on, on nice days, but I'm not like a long-term rider. I wouldn't do anything like that. Uh, I would really like to do a Europe tour. I'd like to go to England. Uh, I'd probably charter a private jet and take a bunch of family. Uh, that'd be a fun thing to do, I think. That would be nice. I don't see myself much the cruise person, but if I did yeah. do the cruise, I'd probably go on a cruise with a bunch of, with the regular public and then probably like rent a whole entire floor out and just take all my family and right. 
so that I knew that that one floor was us. That'd be kind of cool. Well, yeah, if you hit two hundred fifty million dollars, I think you have the you have the money to do that. Oh That's yeah, no, that be an issue. I personally would be spreading some of that money. I'd probably end up spreading about half that money out between family. Mm-hmm. What most people don't understand is the federal government doesn't make it easy for you to give money away of that magnitude. Mm-hmm. You are going to pay tax out the yin yang to sure. give somebody money. Let's say, for instance, I decide to give my father or my I'm sorry, my father in law's family, uh, say I want to give them give them ten million dollars. It's probably gonna cost me anywhere between two and three million dollars to give them that ten million in gifting tax. Wow. Uh there's no way around it. You're not cheating the government. There's nothing you're going to do that's going to fool them into thinking that there's some crazy scheme you came up with. You're giving it to them. Then they are going to have to turn around and pay an income tax on that money. After you, by the way, have already paid taxes on that lump sum. So you're triple taxed to do this. Right. So, but. Well, they find their way to get their money. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, I, I've had, you know, it's just kind of cost of doing business. You win that so money, you're going to be giving some of it back to the government. You're going to hand a couple million to, you know, family. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Wow. I'm not no. going to, I don't think I could be comfortable knowing that everybody else around me is doing bad. So obviously you're going to pay everything off, but yeah, I'm going to, they're all going to be, they're all going to be living the good life with me. So yeah, well, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm just going to be living it better. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, I'm a greedy asshole. So there's no possible way that anyone other than my immediate family is getting any of my money. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, period. So sorry. Okay. Sorry. All my, uh, all my distant relatives that would be coming all the way to Pennsylvania. You're going to be wasting your trip. Sorry. They're never going to get past my security detail. <laughs> uh, no joke. I will have security. Probably for a year. You would probably need it. Dies yeah. Down. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? The highest jackpot winner? You're going to have people all over you. Right. So, I mean, that's that's going to be crazy. Um, that's, that's something. But, <laughs> you know, the, the funny part is you sit and listen to the news. And right now with all the with all the laws they're looking at and how they want to increase taxes for certain individuals, my luck would be win that money. And then Obama passes this new law where everybody who has over a million dollars is going to be taxed in a different higher bracket. Right. Which would, you know, be my be my luck. Um, sure. So we have right now we're they're talking about this uh this healthcare law. Mm-hmm. And what basically what what's happening is the Supreme Court is uh, reviewing the Obama healthcare law and they're trying to find out if there's a violation for individual rights whether in part the full law or parts of the law can be kind of stripped out. Um, basically, what what this says is by the year 2014, whether you're employed, unemployed, you work for somebody who doesn't offer insurance, you still, as an individual, have to be covered and health, have health coverage or you're breaking the law. And in turn, you know, now obviously this is the worst and poss- possible case scenario, but your freedom could be taken away. They can put you in jail, incarcerate you. I would imagine it would take a heck of a lot to do it. But uh, yeah, I would imagine. Sure. Your law or this law is being looked at whether it's a violation of, of your constitutional right. Now, it's the same thing as if you don't own a car, you're not required to have coverage for for uh, car insurance. Everybody knows you're eventually going to use the healthcare system because as you get older, this is this. This is reality. You're going to have to use it. But when you have, you know, what they say, where does it stop? You know. Where, where's the stop? The federal government can down the road say, you know, we're fed, making a federal mandate that every everybody has to own a toaster. 
You know, if you don't have right. a toaster within a year, we can put you in jail. Well, it's silly, but this is the road we're going down. And the government's taking more and more of a, uh, a look into everybody's lives as far as saying what you have to have. And this is one of those things. And the problem is the making it affordable for everybody right. is going to be a problem. Let me National, ask you this. I, go ahead. Yeah. Do you see like the Supreme Court? interested simply in politics instead of like what's best for our country i mean or am, am i the only one that sees this i mean or, or do you do you feel the same way on that uh that's a tough one um the supreme court is supposed to be biased it's not supposed to be part of the political uh process as far as like uh they they try to distance themselves a little right it's not possible i really but don't i'm think- not getting that feeling though no um i think look i guess the way i look at this whole situation right now is uh, Social Security, uh, medical benefits, these are all hot political buttons that nobody really wants to touch. It usually has a way of nuking your 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 your, your uh, candidacy if you're trying to become the president or a congressman or a senator. Because there's no real there's no real right answer. Um, there's a belief and hopefully enough people believe in what you want to do. I don't agree with how this is passed to begin with. There was no real debate because it was passed in secret. Nobody knew right. the the little details because he didn't get to find out until after it was passed because Obama's take on it was it was never going to get passed if it was put out in the open. Well, to me, that's not, that's not the way our government was designed. You're not supposed to be passing laws in secret. So uh, I believe that this never would have passed had everybody known all the details. And right. that's now the reason why you're seeing people having this issue. Companies can't afford it. Um, I mean, when you go, they've made exemptions for other companies not to have it. But you still yourself have to insure yourself. Um, it's going to be very expensive. And it's caused a lot of companies to do like their own health programs. And that's not very good. And um, I don't know where where the Supreme Court's going to come in on this, but uh, – I don't know if they're going to consider some of this to be unconstitutional, but I really don't know where the money is coming from to begin with. To be right. With you. So Me neither. I right. commend yeah. Obama for trying. He w- he did say he was going to come in here and start hitting some things that most people never touched, and he did. But I just don't like the way it was done, right. and I think he's burned some of his bridges doing it the way he did it. Um, and is this something that, for instance, if 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 they start going on this, is this something that it, if is it something that we could see immediate or is this something, hey, you know, this could be decades or, or, or maybe even well, two decades? You have to have insurance by 2014 is when it goes into effect. Oh, okay. Because okay. the Obamacare, a lot of it went into effect in stages and this part of it went into effect. Like part of the other part that I think is good is if you become – if you go to an insurance company, nothing can be considered pre-existing. You oh. are who you are. Mm-hmm. So you can't go to a new insurer and, and they can say, well, we don't need to cover you because it's a pre-existing condition. They have to cover you now. There can be no stipulation of, well, we'll cover you, but when you hit a million-dollar cap, we're done. Now right. they have to cover you no matter how much it costs. Mm-hmm. So there are certain things that I think uh, are good benefits for people. but Sure. And it's going to be a pretty hard pill to swallow. It is, but that's the biggest problem. How are we going to pay for it? This is always what comes up. How are we going to pay for it? Right. It's the mm. same thing with uh, Social Security. How's it going to get paid for? Right. Um, 
I just want to let everybody know, um, we uh, with by the end of this week, this being Wednesday, we're going to send out an, an email from the statement to either the Pennsylvania or the Maryland congressman or senator, or both. We're going to let you know how long it takes to get a response back and see where they stand on this. Uh, where they're gonna, how they're gonna vote, and what their opinion is based on what what happens, and we're gonna let you know how long it takes for them to get back to us as well. Uh, hopefully, not not very long. Um, so, like I said, this is Wednesday. Uh, we'll let you know next week what day we sent the email on. Uh, we want to make sure it's clear and decisive, but uh, we'll we'll let you know how long it takes to get an answer back. Um, if you guys want to send us a, a message, Terry, you want to tell them how to get a hold of us? Absolutely. It's uh, the statement show at gmail.com. That's the statement show at gmail.com. Hey, we're, uh, we're ready to always hear something. If you've got something to say to us, please bring it in. We, we would love to, uh, we would love to add that. You can also send us a, a voicemail. Uh, and how you do that would basically be to record yourself. Um, and then either send it to us as an MP3. Um, you can send it and keep it down to about 30 seconds if you can. We'll play it on the air here, and then uh, we'll answer your question to the best of our ability. Uh, if you have a tech question, a sports question, or if you just want to talk about whatever you want to talk about, we'll bring it up. Uh, we have some segments that we think are going to be pretty exciting coming up in the future here, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy them. Um, we're going to try to get some more people on an interview. We have a few people lined up here that, uh, like I say, I hope that you enjoy. Um, <laughs> if you have any law enforcement questions, we're, we're hoping to get somebody on from law enforcement soon. That would be a great topic. Um, we have somebody that's in uh, – we have a friend of ours who's in the process of trying to get into a, a law enforcement position. And uh, although he can't speak of where it is because he can't speak for a department, all he can do is speak for his personal experience. So – um, we're going to hopefully get him on and ask him a round of questioning and about the process. And, and then, uh, if you have any emails concerning that subject, uh, send one in and we'll read it to him, see what he says. Uh, and you know, we'll see, uh, what it's like to get into law enforcement. I already know a few people in that, in that career uh, frame now, and we'll, we'll see if we can, uh, maybe pit them against each other down the road. <laughs> That'd be kind of a neat topic. I think everybody might enjoy. Um, but anyway, uh, the email we'll send out to a senator or congressman, <laughs> and uh, we'll let you know next week how that goes, and hopefully we get an answer back in time for the next week's show. Um, but healthcare is is a hot topic right now, and uh, we're definitely going to cover that. Um, yeah, yeah, my my head is starting to absolutely hurt by just talking about all this. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. everything oh. with with all every. I mean, obviously, right now, uh, one of the other questions I'd love to ask them. Would be about oil prices. Oh my! This is there is no quick fix to oil prices right now. Everybody knows right now uh, in Maryland, I'm paying. It is now at four dollars a gallon. In some places, four hundred three to four hundred six a gallon. Yeah. I know they say the national average a couple of days ago is around three ninety, but Maryland has high gas price taxes. D.C., which is our neighbor, they're well into the four dollar range already. They are always usually between. 10, 15, 20 cents higher than us. Yeah, I think when I passed one coming home this morning, it was 380, upper 38, 389, I think it was. That's here Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania. Yeah. Correct. See, and Pennsylvania. that's Pennsylvania. And right. this is high for everybody. Right. Um, It's just, it's it's penny pinching the Americans to death. Um, 
it's becoming a you have to start cutting down on budget and everything else in order to afford gas. We need gas to get everywhere. Uh, there's no quick fix. I don't care if you buy a hybrid. You have to have a gas engine. It's still going to cost you money to put money in that gas tank. Plus, the hybrids come with a different type of tax. Uh, those batteries are sometimes half the cost of the car. And then you might turn around and have to replace those batteries about five years in. Plus, hybrids haven't been around long enough to give you a real benefit to cost ratio. Right. Most people say that over time, maintenance, you're paying as much as you would for a regular car. Sure. Um, so, you know, I, I should get my brother on one of these times. He's got a hybrid. Um, oh, my. But, yeah, for the most part, there there's a lot of a lot of hybrids out there, but I think it's hype. Until you have a true electric car that you can get at least the same as a regular car. I would say 300 miles. But then how do you go on a trip? And how do you charge it up without having to stay overnight somewhere? I want to, I want to be able to drive a car that gets at least 300 miles to the charge or more and that I can charge within, say, 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. Let me tell you how I go on a trip. I go to the gas station. And I, I, first of all, I, I load all five of us up. I go to the gas station. I pull in my big gas-guzzling Ford Expedition, uh, fill it up approximately, I don't know, 80 or $90, and I cruise about halfway to where I'm going and probably have to fill it up again. And then on the way back, have to fill it up again. So I'm probably looking at about $350 worth of gas trying to figure out, uh, you know. So all that has to be figured into the the cost of a vacation. So as far as any electric cars or, uh, you know, any of the hybrids, mm-mm. I can't do a hybrid. The guy across the street from me has a hybrid. He has a little teeny tiny, uh, or it may not even be, I don't know. Is a smart car one of those hybrids? No, but they get really good gas mileage. Yeah. It's not a hybrid, though. You have and two... they look like about 45 clowns should be coming out of that car at any given point. <laughs> oh, you mean the coffin-sized car that basically if you get hit, they could bury you in the car? <laughs> right. Well, look right, at it this exactly. way. There is a cough benefit there. They can just lower you into the ground in the car, and you don't have to buy a casket. <laughs> Right. Um, <laughs> it saves you a little know. money there. It's just, you know, do you remember when the hybrids first came out? It was like everybody, you, you could tell a hybrid coming down the road, you know? I mean, oh. those things were just like the, the most hideous vehicles on the plane. You know, when uh, Honda came out with that little thing, it was just like awful. Now it seems like, you know, they're saying, oh, well, I think uh, the Escalade or one of those have a hybrid now. And, you know, there's a, every most all the Lex the Lexus have hybrids. I mean, and they're they're sharp looking cars now. They they have come a long way. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm obviously being silly with the with the whole you know expedition thing. You know, as, well, I, I, as am, I I agree about the hybrid when they first came out. The Prius it's an ugly car. It is. It's very I'm ugly. sorry. It's just an ugly car. I mean, I've yet to see a hybrid that looks good. The Chevy Volt concept looked fantastic mm-hmm. with the actual production model. Right. It's just. I don't know. It's not very appealing. Now, there's a company out there called Tesla, and they make a really, really incredible electric car. It's not a hybrid. It's an electric car that you actually plug in. Now, this, again, comes back to what if you have a townhouse? Where are you plugging that car in? You ain't running an extension cord in. Then you get into problems about people plugging your extension cord into their car. Exactly. Um, Basically intense. Here's the irony. Now, if everybody had an electric car tomorrow, we'd have roving blackouts. <laughs> we don't have the power to sustain it. Right. That's why I say none of this is a real one-stop solution. 
Yeah, because on one hand, you, you, you would have that. On the other hand, you know, people sit around and go, oh, well, the whole oil thing, that's just a, that's a big scam. Everything's a big scam. So, uh, you know. I, do do I, I feel as though you are being scammed in some reserve because the way I look at it is there should be a national gas price. In other words, if I'm going to pay $4.03 for regular gas mm-hmm. at this gas station, then I should be able to go across the street and pay exactly the exactly, same price. Right, I should be able right. to go to Pennsylvania and pay the same price. It should right. be the same price everywhere in a perfect world right in a perfect right. world obviously that would be great you go out to california and it's five dollars a gallon out there exactly i mean if you come to maryland if you come to montgomery county where i'm at we have to pay five cents for a plastic bag now <laughs> and everybody thinks that well that's only montgomery county that's how it starts mm-hmm. it's five and you you can go right to the neighboring county of frederick and they don't have it right now but you yeah. better believe that right now they're watching Montgomery County and saying, we want that money, too. And it's going to happen. They're going to yeah, have it, too, and it's going to spread. They're going to have sure. it in Pennsylvania. You're going to have it in California. Everywhere you go, you're going to have a, a, a bag tax. So if you want a plastic bag from the Chinese restaurant to the grocery store, from Walmart, if you don't have one of those little uh, reusable bags, you're going to be paying five cents a hit. And I know it doesn't sound like much, and I pay it, and I do from time to time. But if you have a few things you can carry by hand, but if you're going to walk in and buy uh, buy your groceries, those, that can actually add up. You know, we may end up paying a dollar or two, depending on how many bags you have. Five cents for a bag. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and that's where it starts, though. I'm pretty sure eventually that, that'll probably end up going up. I could see it going 10, 15 cents a bag within three oh. or four years. So what is the basis behind? Is this just this? Is it a money maker? Is it a an environmental thing? What what's what? what they claim what at least they're claiming. But it's it's just yeah. a tax. They need the money, and they're trying to figure out how to raise revenue. And it's a tax. Period. It's just a way of introducing something new, without raising everything else. It's Wasn't a way to kind of, of those, slip it in under their radar. So this was one of those deals where they said, you know, this will cut down on the bags being in the rivers and all that kind of thing. Is that that deal? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. They always bring up the environmental issue, just like when you get the speed light cameras, the red light cameras. Mm -hmm. It's all about safety. And I'm not going to deny that it does help with safety. But say for what it is, it's a marketing scheme. It's a way of bringing in revenue because these things bring in plenty of it. That they do. Oh, exactly. Um, Speaking of money here, uh, have you been to a movie anytime recently? The last movie I was at was, prob- well, it was uh, Silent House was the, the last movie that I went to see. I went to see that with my oldest son. Silent um, House. Silent House, yeah. It, it, you know what? I'm, I'm not even going it, to, it's not even worth talking about. Let me put it to you like that. It, it was okay at best. Uh, to make a long story short, uh, a girl and her father uh, go to a, to a, a, a lake house. Um, and, and there's a maniac in there and it's mostly just as it sounds. I mean, it's pretty corny. Um, the, it, it was, let me put it like this. It was okay until the very end. And then the end, you know, everybody in the, in the movie theater, I could hear them going, why did I just waste my time? So it was one of those deals. My let time, me, my money, my it's, money. Yeah. <laughs> how much, all right. Um, how much is a, as a movie today? Uh, you go in. Let's let's skip the Fandango and all the online services that that actually add a dollar or two to your ticket price. Right. By the way, just so everybody knows, what is a ticket price for a movie today? Well, I know you know because we we work down towards the city, 
So it's one of those deals where I know it's a lot higher than where I'm at. Now, where I'm at, it's, well, I think $10 for a ticket. But if I'm not mistaken, I think a couple of the guys I was talking with down down towards D.C. Um, were basically saying like 10 or uh, excuse me, 12, 15, 16 dollars a ticket down that way for That's a regular ridiculous. movie. For, now, for, now, now, I know there's IMAX and all that. Now, there's there's IMAX, there's 3D. They charge more for 3D, right, correct? Right. Like a couple of dollars more just for the glasses, just for 3D, which is and just for glasses crazy. that you're not keeping, mind you. Right. Correct. Correct. All right. So you, you got glasses that yeah. have been on some other guy's slimy head. <laughs> right. Uh, they say they clean them, but they're put. Into oh, sure a, they do. They're, they're put into a huge bin, aren't they? Right. Yeah. Yeah. When when you leave, you just throw them into a bin, and I'm sure that they're going around spraying them after every single. Oh time. yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that the 16, 17 year old who cares really about cleaning mm-hmm. and being hygienic is who didn't just toss one off in the bathroom or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be lucky to get cleaning my your glasses wash really good. Right. Right. I, I'm barely lucky to get my 17-year-old to wash his hands after he uses the bathroom, so I'm positive that he's going to sit around and, and spray glasses down after, you know, people watch a 3D movie. I'm, I'm positive that's happening. It's it's that's, it's nasty. That's what I'm talking about. So um, for 3 or $4, I, I, I want to keep my glasses, but I'm yeah. sure, you know, knowing them, they would charge an arm and a leg to, to keep the glasses. But getting into the whole crusade start a crusade just just do it everybody start taking the glasses and the fact that myself i wear glasses already so i wonder what it's like putting those over top of your current glasses it's probably a pain um Mm. now uh into the movie spirit of things here we're going to talk about some movies that are coming out and one of the especially 3d oh yeah well everybody knows about james cameron right now james cameron just uh did a deep sea dive in a submerged uh, vehicle, uh, I guess a submarine is what you call it, but it doesn't look like your typical submarine. He went one of the, the lowest depths that you can go right now, and I believe it was a couple hours, but he had a hydraulic fuel leak. It was pretty cool, actually, if you want to go read about it, but uh, his movie, Titanic, uh, he, uh, I guess he redid it in 3D. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Um, it does, one of the facts here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw, each movie I bring up here, I'm going to throw a few little uh, Three little facts out here, plus a little synopsis for anybody who may not have seen the billion-dollar Titanic uh, profit that this movie brought in. Mm. Um, it's a re-release. Uh, it coincides with 100th anniversary of the Titanic's maiden voyage on April 10th, 1912, and it's sinking on April 15th, 1912. Um, the ship that was considered to be unsinkable, by the way. Um it's going to be uh, released April 4th, 2012, nationwide. Uh, in 97, it was released in 2,674 theaters. Uh, James Cameron re- is re-releasing this um, in uh, 3D. Uh, it's PG-13. <laughs> I-, I like this. Uh, it's for disaster-related peril and violence, nudity, sensu- sensuality, and brief language. Um, nudity. They, they passed the, uh, the nudity off for PG-13. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Isn't it funny? Uh, years ago, if you show a little tit, it was right. It was considered rated R. Right. Now all of a sudden it's just PG thirteen. Now Very you got nice. guys' dicks swinging and, and that's <laughs> like PG almost. Uh, it's got a hundred and ninety four uh, minute running time. By the ugh. way, three and a half hours of just ugh. Uh, no, I take that back. Two hours of just ugh. Leonardo the- DiCaprio, Kate Winslet, Billy Zane. Uh, Kathy Bates, Bill Paxton. 
these are some of the big names that I know that are in this movie. And uh, the synopsis, by the way, in case anybody wasn't alive 20 years ago, 10 years ago, whenever the hell this movie came out, uh, a boy and a girl from different differing social backgrounds meet during ill-fated mated voyage of the unsinkable Titanic. So if anybody is interested uh, about seeing the ship in 3D and having a little cry when Jack dives at Dan, oh shit, I guess I'm giving that away if anybody hasn't seen it. Hey, I wonder if the ship sinks this time. Do you know? I don't know. Well, James Cameron said he wasn't going to do a sequel. (laughs) Um, I'm not really sure what what sequel that would be, but uh, another movie I saw coming, (laughs) The Three Uh, Stooges. And I thought, I I heard about this a while back. Um, I was honestly thinking this was going to be uh, kind of a documentary kind of movie about the Three Stooges, Mm -hmm. but it's not. Not It's a movie. It's an actual Three Stooges movie. Uh, Correct. Yeah. um, Bobby Farrell, Peter Farrell is uh, is who directs it. Uh, It's going to be released on April 13th nationwide. Will Sasso playing Curly. Will Sass, the Mad TV, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I do remember him. Yeah, uh, Sean wow. Hayes gonna play Larry. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Sophia Veg- Verge- Vergara. She's an. It's, right now it says that she's an unknown female lead. Um, so okay, yeah, she's from a Modern Family, the, oh, the okay. mother of Modern Family. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I know who that is. So uh, basically, this one has an 85 minute uh, running time. It's considered PG for slapstick action violence, mm-hmm. uh, some uh, rude, suggestive humor, including language. <laughs> wow. Whatever. Uh, oh, it says, uh, it, it, "Let me give you this synopsis real quick." This is a, it's a left on a nun's. Do- they're left on a nun's doorstep. Larry, Curly, and Mo grow up in a finger poking, woo woo wooing their way mm-hmm. to uncharted levels of knuckleheaded misadventure. Out to save their childhood home, only the three stooges could become embroiled in an oddball murder plot while also stumbling into it and starring in a phenomenally successful TV reality show. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I did like the three stooges and I will see this movie, but not likely in theaters. I'm going to tell you right now, very rarely do I go to a movie in the theater. I think with everybody having a big screen TV, it's basically like having right. a house. Yeah, I remember growing up, being very, very young, and my father sitting in there watching the Three Stooges. I hated the Three Stooges then, and I hate it now. There's no possible way, unless maybe I can go to uh, Netflix in about two years and pick it up. There's no possible, no possible way. I spend twelve dollars to go see this. Okay. <laughs> you, do you think it's going to be that good? Do you? I, no, no. That's why oh, I said okay. I will see it on DVD. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not a movie theater run for me. Yeah, right, right. There no are, chance. from right, what I can tell you right now, there are three movies coming um, that I could see going to the theater for. And then if anybody knows me, that's saying a lot. Um, and I'm looking at, there's a theater that I'm looking to see it at, at an IMAX, um, which is a pretty cool experience. I've yet to see a real good movie in IMAX. Um, there's a, a movie com- coming out called The Avengers. Oh, that's a given. Yeah, May 4th, 2012, nationwide, uh, directed by uh, Josh Wedden, uh, or Joe's Wedding. <laughs> I'm not even saying his name right, I don't think. Uh, obviously, everybody knows Robert Downey's in it as Tony Stark, Iron Man. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, mm. she's the Black Widow. Samuel Jackson is Nick Fury. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Renner is uh, Clint... Clint Barton is a Hawkeye. Uh, Chris Evans is Captain America. And Chris Hemsworth is Thor. 
Uh, it's released by uh, Disney Pictures, and it's going to be in 3D. Um, the synopsis basically: the Avengers will bring together the superhero team of Marvel Comics characters for the first time ever, including Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, the Hulk, and more, as they're forced to band together, band together to battle the biggest foe they have ever faced. Uh, it's based on the Marvel comic series, which debuted in September of '63. So. Uh, basically, comics are not doing so hot right now. Uh, the regular print comics. Um, I've never really been into them myself. Uh, no. But the movies, it seems to be they're running out of ideas for movies, so they just keep hitting the comics like crazy. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I was never big into comics either, but for whatever reason, you know, I guess having kids kind of go and see the movies. And, and I love both the Iron Mans and the fact that I, I, I'm a huge Robert Downey Jr. fan. Um, and, you know, the first four that you named, Robert Downey, Scarlett Johansson, Samuel L. Jackson, Jeremy Renner, you'd want to go see it just for those four all alone. I mean, just the fact that they're in it, you'd want to go see that. Absolutely. These guys are amazing. I mean, and again, that's who doesn't right? like watching Scarlett Johansson, even if it's cell phone <laughs> pictures? And she's going to, oh, woo, and yeah. she's going to be in 3D as well. Oh, yeah. The cell phone yes. pictures? I don't know about the cell phone <laughs> pictures. I, I believe. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, she has a bit of a lawsuit going on about that. So, but oh, yeah, who cares? It's on the internet. But as the Black <laughs> Widow, she'll be in 3D. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If those were in 3D, I'd go see the movie for that alone. Right. Uh, speaking of uh, Robert Downey, I, I, I'm gonna say the Iron Man movie was pleasantly surprising. I never expected the very first Iron Man movie. I thought it sounded corny. I was trying to figure uh, Tony Stark, Robert Downey. I had a hard time with that. But I'll be honest with you, any superhero, you kind of have a hard time seeing that that actor doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, but they did a great job with that movie. And I can tell you right now, watching the documentary off the DVD, that John Favreau, the uh, the director, he did a great job. Um, he's an actor that you see him in. He actually played the bodyguard for Tony Stark. That was the director of the movie. Oh, okay. Uh, the limo driver slash bodyguard. Yeah. Um, what happened? They couldn't get one of the studios to pick it up. Price wise. Um, so what happened was uh, Marvel financed and basically created their own studio and did the movie themselves, which couldn't have been a better idea. Um, knocked it out of the park, in my in my opinion. Um, yeah, but, I loved it. Great movie. Uh, moving along here, we have another one. Big. This one is going to be great. I, I hope anyway. Uh, it's called Prometheus. And if anybody's not um, familiar with this, uh, it comes out June 8th. Uh, nationwide directed by Ridley Scott um, this is a prequel even though they don't want to say it's a prequel this is basically pre-aliens it's basically the ship that they went down on the alien movie in the very first alien movie this is the ship that they had to go down and check out Prometheus that's this ship um, so it's kind of like a build-up it's uh from what I take, they don't like the way the aliens and predator movies have kind of gone off in their own direction. So they're kind of mm -hmm. taking it back to the beginning again. Um, you have a lot, Charlie Theron's in it. Um, there's, oh, a, there's a lot of big names. Um, some people that I've noticed, uh, I'm trying to remember the guy's name who played, uh, uh, he played Magneto in uh, X-Men first class. He's in it. Uh, there's mm -hmm. actually a lot of big names in it. Um, it's going to be released by 20th Century Fox. Uh, this is considered a sci-fi fantasy horror. It's to be done in 3D and IMAX, of course. Everything's being done in 3D. It, to me, it's a novelty. I, I could care less about 3D. Right. Um, More money. Exactly. Well, it's a way of trying to pump money out of you. They're, this right. is 
this is their big, I hope everybody latches to it and we're just going to th- jam it down people's throats regardless. So they're putting a lot of stuff in IMAX as well. And I mean, oh, yeah. there's, I mean, don't get me wrong. Except IMAX you can't is... find IMAX. I mean, <laughs> right. it's not exactly everywhere. You know, this is a specialty theater. Yeah. Um, I mean, IMAX is phenomenal, but I think only with the right movie, you know, I just, I, I wouldn't want to go see, you know, if I'm the not going to go see came back out. Right. In, no, in IMAX. Definitely know. not. Um, porn. I don't know that that could be interesting in IMAX. Born in IMAX, wow! Only every you know every chair comes with its own tissue dispenser. <laughs> um, All right, um, moving on. Yeah, uh, the synopsis <laughs> of the uh, Prometheus movie is uh, it's a team of explorers discover a clue to the origins of mankind on Earth, leading them to a journey of the darkest corners of the universe. There, they might fight. They they must fight a terrifying battle to save the future of the human race. Um, it says originally it was slated as a two-part prequel in the 79 Alien movie, but both Ridley Scott and Fox have carefully avoided calling it a prequel, although similarity of styles and apparent in the movie stills, and with the use of the same sound effects and spaceship structures and title font animation in the teaser. So it, it looks really cool. Um, I, uh, let's see. Uh, the Prometheus movie, uh, to me, looks really good. The Avengers the Avengers movie looked really good. Those are the yeah. two that I would see in the theaters. Definitely. I think the Avengers is going to be the one right there. No doubt about that. Okay. And I, I got to say, um, now I'm looking at a website here uh, mm-hmm. for, uh, it's called MovieInsider.com, by the way. You can go to MovieInsider.com to see basically where we got this information. It's it's really cool you can see there's a whole bunch of uh what looks to be pretty good there's men in black 3 coming out may 25th uh the intouchables i'm not really sure what that is me neither um, oh it's not what i thought it would be <laughs> i was thinking it was going to be a one of those uh disney movies like pixel deals oh. but it's not what i thought it was yeah right because we need another spooky buddy or merry christmas buddy or Whatever frisbee buddy or whatever the, oh, yeah. the whatever the buddy movies are at this point. Uh, well, in July you've got uh, the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, you're, you yeah. guessed it. They've redone Spider-Man again. Um, Ice Age, Con- Continental Drift. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I'll be there. Believe me. The Dark Knight Rises, uh, the third and apparently the uh, last in the trilogy. Uh, we got the Total Recall movie coming out. Uh, mm-hmm. Guess what? A redone Total Recall. Um, wow. Expendables 2, August 17th. Now that's um, a gimme. I'm going there. Yeah. Um, the Bourne Legacy. Uh, mm-hmm. That one I'll be seeing in the theater. I see every Bourne movie in the theater, and that is going to be no exception. Uh, are you nervous, man, Matt, though? That, yeah, I was going to say, are you nervous that Matt Damon isn't going to be the... Yeah, I, I was really... I'm going to be honest with you. I was pissed. Um, yeah. He... I really love him in that character, and he's not doing it. Although, from the interviews that I've watched... um. Uh, he's not out of the series. He's just not, didn't want to do this movie. And I'm going to tell you, from what I understand, there was only three books done. Uh, the Born Identity, The Born Supremacy, and The Born Ultimatum were books that were written by Robert Ludlum. Uh, when he passed away, he didn't write anymore. So that was it. Now all the movies are being writ- wrote as scripts, purely, you know, fiction, you know, they just kind of brought them out from nowhere. So uh, I'm a little nervous how these are going to go. Right. Well, well, my biggest concern is the fact of, you know, did he actually think about it, look at the script and go, wow, this this really sucks. So I'm not going to do it. Or was it just the fact that he was going to be busy and, and, and couldn't do it? 
You know? Yeah. I mean, I that's a little that. scary. I mean, I, I would like to think, though, that they offered him a boatload of money to do it. And he read the, the script and said, no, no, this just isn't this isn't good. You know, that's my scare because oh, the, you the, know, basically, I, I've seen a, it's it's being directed by Tony Gilroy. OK, um, Jeremy Rayner mm-hmm. is in it. He's going to play Aaron Cross. I guess he's kind of the born uh, the born guy, that agent. And the villain is Edward Norton. Now, mm-hmm. Pamela Landy is going to be in this one. Everybody that played in the original is going to be in this one. Mm-hmm. So. They do have a good cast. Uh, I, I still will see this in the theaters because I like the Bourne series. I'm hoping, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm hoping this is gonna be as good because the guy that got to play him, uh, if case everybody doesn't know who it is, uh, Jeremy's from uh, the Hurt Locker. Right. Uh, he was the guy that did all the bomb defusing and everything. He mm-hmm. looks really good in this role. That trailer mm-hmm. looks phenomenal. So you Jeremy should Renner check it is out. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Let me read this synopsis for you real quick. It's a it's the fourth installment of the Bourne franchise based on the original story. As the writer-director Tony Gilroy explains, this is not a reboot. It's a recast or a prequel. No one's replacing Matt Damon. There will be a whole new hero, a whole new chapter. This is a standalone project. Jason Bourne will not be featured in this film. Jeremy Rayner will play another assassin trained in the same program as Bourne. So... Not a synopsis, basically, but I guess it's more of trying to let everybody know that this is basically kind of like an offset shot of the movie. They, right. I'm, I've noticed to be real careful. They don't want people to to think that um, that Matt Damon is not doing anymore, and Matt Damon's actually been very careful by not saying he's done with it, just not in this one. So right. I'm glad to hear that because I'm really looking forward to seeing him in another one. I just hope they don't go in a direction where, you know. He goes home to visit where he came from and gets involved by, you know, some kind of street gang or some, you know, I, I don't want to see it get dumb. Right. Right. Uh, no, because I'm 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 one of those guys. I'm skeptical on it because I love the whole Bourne series. And, you know, now I'm just like, man, what's going on with my man, Matt Damon? You know, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm scared on this one. I see movies late. Uh, I just watched The Adjustment Bureau not too long ago. Not a bad movie, mm-hmm. but not great. You right. know, uh, not what I was thinking it was going to be. It's kind of a ripoff of a Twilight Zone story, or it might have oh. been uh, Ray Bradbury Theater, one of those 30-minute short uh, deals they do on TV. Right. So it was kind of like a, a redone story, in my opinion. Um, not a bad, like I said, not a bad movie, just not the best I've ever seen. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we went and saw, uh, we bought a zoo with him and Scarlett Johansson. How um, was it? It, it Honestly, I went into this thing thinking, so, what in the pictures hell? Were in that one, right? What's that? Her pictures, her cell phone pictures. They did that one, and they were in that movie, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Again, we we did not get a chance to see Scarlett Johansson's cell phone pictures in okay. that movie, but we did get a chance to see a very family movie. Uh, it, it was it was it was sad at times. Um, I'm not going to give anything away because I think you know people should see it. I I I'll be honest. I went in thinking, what in the hell is Matt Damon doing? But, you know, as I got going through the movie a little more, it actually turned out to be okay. I mean, no, it's not anything Bourne related. Believe me, it's not Goodwill Hunting, but (laughs) it's not bad. You know, I mean, was it worth the price? Sure. Uh, A little more drama filled than what I like, because I'm more of a a comedy kind of guy. You know, I I don't really like to sit around and have a tearjerker, but. Unfortunately, sometimes it's just the way it works. But honestly, yeah, I would recommend it, you know, and I think as a matter of fact, 
uh, April 2nd, April 3rd, or whatever, it's coming out to Blockbuster Express. So, yeah, not a bad, not a okay. bad, uh, not well, a bad movie. Let me name a few uh, coming out beyond the movies we were talking about. Uh, we got uh, June 1st, Snow White and the Huntsman, which for some reason actually looks kind of neat, but a real dark twist on Snow White from what it looks like. That's uh, uh, Julia Roberts. Is that that? Is one? that who's in that? I don't know. I might I might be wrong on that one. No, probably not. No, uh, it looks like Charlie Theron. Uh, Charlie Theron is the evil queen. Oh, Charlie Theron. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Charlie <laughs> Theron. I can't. Right. Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking. Okay. Okay. Now I know that movie. I got you now. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's coming out uh, June first. Uh, mm-hmm. Snow White princess escapes her evil stepmother stepmother with the help of a huntsman who's supposed to kill her, but instead trains the princess to fight back. It's almost like Joan of Arcish look. Right. Uh, very weird. Uh, Let's see. Uh, we got Abraham Lincoln, the Vampire Hunter. Oh, <laughs> no, definitely oh, it looks oh. different. Um, mm. I don't. I mean, I don't see anybody I recognize in that, but it definitely <laughs> looks different. That's uh, the DVD rental if I ever saw one. Yeah. Uh, How about I'll let you watch that on DVD and you let it, me know. There you go. Uh, if the first GI Joe movie wasn't shitty enough for everybody, don't mm. worry. Don't worry. They've oh, come out with another one. Oh, G.I. Joe Retaliation. Nice. So uh, we want to make sure everybody has enough shitty movies to rack up. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm on the edge of my seat waiting for that one. Uh, Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, <laughs> need another well, one, I guess. Mm-hmm. The ma- Marriage Counselor. Like I said, Total Recall. Um, Colin Farrell. He's going to play hmm. Douglas Quaid. So basically, Colin Farrell's playing Arnold Schwarzenegger's character. That is I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a big fan of the original Total Recall. They're going to have right. a phenomenal job to make me make this one of my favorites. So I don't know. Ethan Hawke uh, has got a cameo in it. Okay. Kate Beckinsale, um, which if anybody knows who that is uh, from the Underworld series, uh, <laughs> it's going to be phenomenal many, just watching her. Jessica Biel. Many people will go just for Jessica Biel. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's see. So we got. Uh, I'm trying to, to, to the odd life of Timothy Green, the Expendables two, uh, Piranha 3D. Oh lord. Mm. Um, the cold light of day, Finding Nemo. Oh, September Finding Nemo. Uh, this has got to be a re-release. I bet you any of this is like a 3D kind of thing. Probably. Yep, Finding Nemo 3D. That's what we're going to do, people. We're going to stop coming out with good original movies. We're going to go back and start re-releasing everything in 3D, just in case you didn't get enough of it the first time around. And once the hits come through in 3D, then all the really, really shitty movies are going to come in 3D. And... <laughs> exactly. Uh, Resident Evil Retribution. What about uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High in 3D? Oh. Phoebe Kate scene in 3D. The what scene? Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. The, out of the pool scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's sure. doable. And this time, when they walk in and I'm jerking off, it can splat 3D. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. Yeah, we went there. All right, so. You went there. Yes, I did. I'm just. Uh, uh, <laughs> fucking, wow. So, keeping with the movie motif here, uh, it's been in the news that Netflix has top DVD. It's going to top DVD sales in 2012. Said the online movie streaming in the United States is expected to both top both DVD and Blu-ray sales U.S. for the first time ever in 2012. This is by a Boy Genius report. Um, 
the online streaming movie in the United States has really taken off. Um, it says Americans will legally stream 3.4 billion movies online, twice the 1.4 billion streamed in 2011. Mm. Um, this is why people don't go to the movie theaters, by the way. Uh, everybody always, I hear everybody saying Netflix has a crappy catalog. It's getting better. Uh, this takes time, though. Um, it's just one of those things how we're moving away from DVDs and we're moving to streaming. It's why you walk into a Best Buy and it's kind of like how the tapes happened. There is no longer the huge racks of DVDs in front of you. They're kind of all off to the side, and now they're pushing appliances and TVs and stereos um, and, of course, games. Um, it's just how things are going to go. The only thing that scares me is the fact that Comcast has like a, a – they have, a, they have a, uh, a cap on how much data you can have a month. Mm-hmm. They cap you at 250 gigabytes a month, and as we're streaming more – that's going to become an issue. Now I'm with the, I'm with Verizon FiOS and they don't have that. Um, Verizon FiOS uh, kicks ass. I love it. Great speed. Uh, I never had an issue with it. Barely ever goes out. And the best part is uh, if you have an issue and they have to send a technician to your house, seven days a week, normal business days, and Saturday and Sunday. Fantastic. Can't say how much I love it. Enough. Um, <clears throat> I mean, getting back to Netflix for a second. I mean. Is it I mean, are you seeing the same thing as I am as far as like like with the major studios? It just seems like they don't want any of the distributors to kind of become too powerful at this point. You know, I mean, it's 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 almost as if they're I think it's they're afraid. Uh, yeah, they're kind of they're, they're taking Netflix and 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 basically putting them in this big chokehold. Well, and, you look know, at, of the look what happened. Movie. iTunes, look at iTunes did to the regular CD sales. Uh, I think that's what they're afraid is going to happen to movies. Mm-hmm. Um, pe- people, they're starting to add things like in 3D to movie theaters, the IMAX experience, because people are not going to the movies like they used to. They have to start thinking about changing the way they do business to uh, to, to get their revenue in a different way. Um, these places are so – I mean people want to watch things digitally. If they can't do it legally, they do it illegally. That's how the Pirate Bay came about, right. which is a place – and it's how – Napster with music started. It's it's when you start to create a demand for something that you can't get legally, people find a way to do it illegally. Right. That's how Capone became uh, uh, such a powerhouse back in the day with Prohibition. They created a demand for something that they couldn't get their hands on, so Capone gave people what they wanted. It's how he made so much money. It's the same thing with these things. You see the thing with the Mega Upload, where the 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 guy who ran Mega Upload got put it in prison. He got out on bail. Um, it's a file sharing site. He claims he does it legitimately, but mega upload is where you found a bunch of TV shows and movies right. being uploaded for people to watch for free. It's huge. Exactly. Um, it's, it's just a demand. Uh, and I believe Netflix, you got Amazon prime. Um, <clears throat> these services are getting better and better. And now, uh, Comcast is with their, oh, if anybody didn't know a Comcast is Xfinity. Because they have such a bad reputation for customer service, uh, they use X, they they created Xfinity to kind of just make everybody think it's a different company, but it's the same crap company it's always been. They have their own streaming service now. Um, but I mean, and, wouldn't you say like right now, right now, it, right now as we speak, Netflix is 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 pretty much kind of the company as far as home video, wouldn't you say? I mean, at this point, block the blockbuster era, it's it's done, it's dead, right? I mean, wouldn't you agree? Um, 
the conventional blockbuster as we know it, I believe, is done. Um, I mean, you do have the little kiosk, you know, around, and, yeah, and that's I, why I for say one, you know, change. I go there as well. But I mean, that I mean, as far as home video, Netflix is is kind of where it's at. I mean, wouldn't you say? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, everything is evolving and changing always. Uh, DVDs, uh, streaming service is no different. I mean, my daughter watches Netflix on her 3DS now. Right. Uh, my it's not a mobile solution. That's my only thing. It's kind of nice to have DVDs if you're going to go on a trip and let your kids watch something. But um, I don't know. It's it's getting better. Uh, you're not going to see. I mean, it's it's the only problem is, um, like I said, it uses a lot of data. You're streaming that uh, service, and depending on your traveling, you got to worry about your wired data plan. Uh, you can go through it pretty fast. Um, but yeah. you're, you're going to start seeing things like this. Uh, that's why they say the Xbox and PlayStation, these are not gaming systems anymore. These are home entertainment systems because you can stream Netflix through them. You can They're starting to do Amazon Prime accounts through this stuff. You watch DVDs through them. Uh, there's people who don't play games who've bought PS3 um, just because it's an updating Blu-ray player and you can do all these other th- functions with it. It's a, it's a pretty nice system. And just like Xbox 360. And you better believe the new systems that come out are going to be just as good. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I believe the ever-evolving uh, streaming service uh, is just going to keep getting better. And I can't wait to see what's coming. I agree. Uh, I, I did want to talk a little about about uh, NFC enabled handsets. Talk a little bit about if anybody doesn't know what NFC is, uh, I, I believe it's a near field technology. Uh, basically, what it does is it allows it allows you to communicate your phone to communicate wirelessly. What the basic uh, way to put it is, if you were to walk into a Seven Eleven, you could swipe your phone and pay, and your credit card would be on file with either like Google Wallet. Uh, Verizon's getting ready to start their own service. Um, there's other things you could do. Um, like say you take two, uh, cell phones that have NFC. Me and Terry have actually tried this. Uh, you, you several times. Exactly. It's a novelty. It's kind of cool. But if I have an app on my phone that he wants, we could put them together and it would actually bring up the, uh, the Android marketplace and allow him to download the same app. So it's cool. I think it'd be cooler if you could actually transfer the app over so he didn't have to download it, but right. it's a start. Um, yeah, you're figuring that it takes you probably a minute to go in there, search for something, and and, and download it yourself versus going over and taking, what would you say, Zach, 20 or 30 seconds? It's saving you maybe 30 seconds in the exactly. long run. Exactly. I mean, maybe. It's kind it's of a. Cool. It is cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's okay. Uh, I, according to Boy Genius, um, it, it, point-to-point communications reached a breakthrough in 2011, with several leading handset vendors released more than 40 NFC-enabled handsets. NFC can be used for countless applications such as pairing devices to establish a Bluetooth or wireless LAN connections, information exchange, electronic ticketing, and secure contactless payments. So imagine if you're going to a big city like D.C. and you want to go walk around and you can't – you don't have any change. You can swipe your cell phone uh, and hit your credit card. Imagine if you're using one of the commuter lanes uh, where a lot of people have barcodes in windows, windows so they can drive by fast. Now imagine if you could just stop. Instead of pulling change out, you swipe your telephone. Uh, you go to McDonald's. You swipe your telephone. This is where we're going with all this. Definitely. And it's it's uh, it's going to become more of a reality because it makes things more convenient. 
Um, Buy more more than a real. Let, let, let me ask you this question: Do you do you have you heard anything, or maybe you've even answered this question already? I, if you did, I apologize. But do you know, like in, in the long run, are they looking at all smartphones going in that direction, or is this going to just be something like, hey, you know, the higher end smartphones are going this way, but the lower end, no? I mean, do do you know anything? I think the higher end phones have gotten it first. Okay. Um, we're moving into lower end systems, the mm-hmm. feature phones and everything, because uh, it's working pretty good. I think it's going to become a really big thing. Uh, it saves you from getting your credit card out. My only right. fear is somebody steals your cell phone. How hard is it going to be for them to swipe? Right. Um, you would almost have to password protect your phone. It, well, or have a code. So there's right. still going to be other features involved, I think. Um. Who knows if you're still going to have to sign? I think right now, if you spend under ten or twenty dollars, you don't even have to sign now, and that's with using your card uh, because they made it simpler. So who knows? Uh, it's going to be like anything. As long as you report within twenty four, forty eight hours to your bank, usually you don't have to pay for any of the fraudulent charges. Mm-hmm. Now, most people are going to notice their cell phone missing, maybe before they notice their credit card missing. Right. So, <laughs> including me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Because be it is you, attached on my hip. It's a cool feature, um, but there's a lot of scammers out there. There's a lot of ways that people could probably get around this. Um, so I, I guess that's my big issue. I, I really worry about what type – because for every new technology come out, somebody comes out with a way to use it perversely or a way to manipulate it so that they can part you with your money. Um, so unfortunately – uh, we're going to see uh, more of these types of situations happen as new technology comes out. But sure. don't let that stop you from trying something new because um, it's going to be the way you pay for gas. It's going to be the way you – instead of think about it. It's going to be a lot easier than pulling your credit card out of your wallet all the time. Um, it, yeah. So – and it might be come with more protections to try to get people to sway over to it just like the bank does with online banking. It saves them money, it's, you know, everything. Uh Especially with receipts, if maybe the receipt will get sent to you electronically, there's all kinds of ways this can happen. So uh, I look forward to uh, how far this is going to go. Uh, we didn't want to make this show all about sports, but we are definitely going to bring in some sports here because we're near the tail end of the show, and uh, we're going to start it off here with uh, Terry giving us some NCAA predictions. Okay, Terry, Final Four, who's there, and where are they going? On Saturday, I have the game of the century, college basketball, number one Kentucky versus number four Louisville. Hey, you're going to have to give me Kentucky on this one. Second game, the 849 game, got number two Kansas against also number two Ohio State. Going to have to give me Kansas on that one. Now, this sets up a huge national championship game. Give me Kentucky over Kansas. The only way Kansas wins this game is if Kentucky and their very young lineup choke under the pressure. Give me Kentucky all the way, baby. Thanks for those predictions. And uh, we're going to start off with an email we got for uh, a sports question. So I believe this is your territory. So go ahead. Yeah. uh, J.D. from Frederick, Maryland. uh, He asked, what do you think the fallout will be in training camp and the upcoming season with the Tim Tebow trade? And do you think Sanchez will respond? (laughs) Ha. Very good question. Well, first of all, let, let, let's start with this. The Jets signed Sanchez uh, to what a league source told the Daily News that Sanchez would earn uh, right around $20.5 million in guarantees for over, uh, I would say, for 2012 and 2013. So that gives him about $40.5 million over the final three years. So that almost you, makes – that almost to me makes it sound like Tebow is going to be 
playing second chair here. Oh, well, he he too got a a pretty good uh, king's ransom to come there. But the thing is, Sanchez's total value of his five years fifty eight point two five million. I mean, for five years fifty eight point two five million. I mean, in my opinion, I just think Sanchez, uh, you know, is going to be the starter going into. That. I mean, I, it has been overall been told that that Sanchez is going to be the starter coming in and, and and there's no doubt that he will but the question that Jay had uh was will he benefit and yes I I do think he will benefit from uh Tebow being there if for no other reason just other than to add some extra competition I mean make no mistakes Sanchez is slated to be the starter coming into training camp but if if Sanchez slips up or struggles or the first time that he's throwing four or five incompletions in a row well, that's when the real test is going to begin because you figure over the next several months leading up to training camp, which is sometime in, in late July, early August, you're going to have abundance of fans eager to see Tebow in there in person. And all next thing you know, there's going to be a public outcry for the Jets to start uh, Sanchez, you know, if they should start losing and, and all that kind of good stuff. Now, as far as how do I think he will respond? I believe he responds actually in a great way. And then just think about this for a second. Uh, if you're if you're a true sports fan, then you're going to understand where I'm coming from. In 2007, the Browns drafted Brady Quinn in the first round. That year, Derek Anderson was the starting quarterback. What did he do? Well, he responded with uh, 3,787 yards and 29 touchdowns en route to a Pro Bowl year. In 2004, Carson Palmer was the first overall pick for the Cincinnati Bengals. What happened? John Kitna was the was the quarterback that year. He responded with a career high, 3,591 yards and 24, 25, 26 touchdowns. Well, guess where Carson Palmer stayed? He stayed on the bench. Now, the alternative to this is Tim Tebow. I mean, who I am even less impressed with. I, I, you know, in his first season, uh, he for the Denver Broncos, he played in nine games. In those nine games. Uh, Tebow completed 50% of his passes for about uh, 650 yards. In college, his four-year passer rating was 177.7. But in the NFL so far, it's been 82.1. That that's a fairly dramatic drop. Now, to Tebow's credit, he did you know he he did take a struggling Broncos team in 2011 from a I, I think they were like one in four. Uh, when he took over, he he did get them in a divisional round, and yeah, he threw for 316 yards against the Steelers, like your like your brother was talking about last week. But honestly, had Marion Barber not ran out of bounds and and Matt Prater not been a freak of nature, not been able to hit a 50 yard field goal at will, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. It, it was just last season that Skip Bayless was seriously jocking Tim Tebow. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't you would have thought that uh, Tebow was the next coming of Joe Montana. But, you know, in his in his 14 games last year, Tebow finished with 1,729 passing yards. He he literally only completed he completed less than half of his passes. It was about 45, 46 percent. That, to me, is unacceptable. So to answer your question, J.D., Sanchez is slowly, slowly progressing in his completion percentage, yards, touchdowns, passer rating. You figure the past three years, he he's he's completely uh, progress the nose. So I think that the added pressure from Tebow will only help Sanchez become a better quarterback, no matter how much the Jets fans, Rex Ryan and Skip Bayless dislike this. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, move a little off there a little bit. Can you tell me what's going on here with the Saints quarter uh, t- uh, coach here in the whole um, the whole bounty debacle 
Right, right. At the moment, uh, Sean Payton has been suspended for the year. Um, he is desperately trying to uh, recruit Bill Parcells to take over for him for this year. Um, it, it's going to be a mess. Basically, in a nutshell, uh, you know, he was suspended. The GM was suspended. Um, obviously, uh, Greg Williams, who was the defensive coordinator that year, uh, that the whole entire uh, bounty gate thing happened there. Uh, he's been suspended indefinitely at this point. And we're not even talking about players at this point. I mean, we, there, there are still some players that uh, could be suspended. I mean, Jonathan Vilma's definitely going to get suspended. As far as anyone else, you know, I'm sure that there's going to be some more things that are going to be uh, brought down at the moment. Uh, that's as far as as far as the information that I have. But yeah, I mean, I, Sean Payton's actively trying to recruit Bill Parcells, but you know, Bar Bill Parcells is 71 years old. Does he really want to come back and do this all again? I'm not so sure he wants to do that. Are we Granted, talking? We're talking just a year, though, right? Right, just for the year. Now, now you know what, Bill Parcells is is a defensive minded coach. I mean, he is a czar when it comes to the defense. And if the Saints need help on anything, it's definitely the defense. I mean. Let's be honest here. Drew Brees could probably run that offense completely by himself. I mean, I, I'm not saying anything negative against Sean Payton because Sean Payton, you know, was 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 absolutely 100 uh, percent the reasoning. Him and Drew Brees uh, were the reasoning that New Orleans turned that organization around. But I believe just for one year that Drew Brees had come out and do everything that he needs to do by himself. He pretty well knows the system. I think he can do this by himself. If you have Parcells, who, again, is a defensive-minded coach, he he is the man when it comes to the defense. If he can get that defense turned around, hey, I don't I don't know if the, if the Saints are going to miss too much of a beat. Sure, Sean Payton's a great coach, but uh, Bill Parcells isn't exactly shit either. So, I mean, you know. But that's all if Bill Parcells even wants to come back. Again, at 71 years old, I mean, if I was 71, I don't know if I'd want to be going back and going through the rigors of, of training camp and, and, you know, these 12, 14, 16-hour days that the NFL coaches have to deal with. I don't think well, I Well, you know, I guess in a way, uh, I guess we're, we're a, he's a retired coach, correct? Mm -hmm, that's correct. Now, maybe he wouldn't mind coming back for a year just because he's been out of it for a while. It's very possible. Uh, it might be a just kind of a, you know, hey, I, I, I'd like to try a few. I have a few ideas now that I've been on the sidelines for a while. I'd like to try right. something new uh, or try to get back in the game for a little bit. This could be one of those where I just want to come out and shake the cobwebs off and get into get into this a little bit. This and one be. year stint might be a nice might change of pace for somebody who's been retired for a while. I mean, that would be huge. I mean, it would it would be huge for New Orleans. I, I think that, you know, since Hurricane Katrina, you know, it just seemed like everybody was. It was so bad for New Orleans and Drew Brees and and the, and, and, and that and, and that organization really brought uh, New Orleans back and and made them relevant again and made some people that lost their homes and lost some family members and just lost everything. You know, it gave them hope, made made New Orleans a, a, a better place. And, and, you know, although I am an Atlanta Falcons fan and, and the New Orleans Saints are my bitter enemies. Um, you know, I, I was very happy to say, I, I love Drew Brees and I, I really do like Sean Payton. It's just such a, it's such a tragedy that this had to happen. And hopefully, you know what, Bill Parcells can come back and, and add a little bit of dignity to this whole situation. Absolutely. I agree. Um, <clears throat> so everybody's been signed, correct? Um, as far as, uh, are we done or when does the draft here start? Uh, the draft, I believe, is April 26th, I believe. I know it's the end of April. I think it's the 26th. Don't hold me to that. Um, but, yeah, the, now, at this moment, 
we're we're looking at a uh, a one-two showdown, if you will. You figure the the Indianapolis Colts have the number one pick, and the Washington Redskins have the number two pick. Of course, you know we covered that a couple of weeks back. Um, for all intents and purposes, it was supposed to go Andrew Luck and then Robert Griffin the third. Well, now the Col- the Colts owner is coming out and saying, I don't know if we really do want Andrew Luck. To me, I think it's a smokescreen. Uh, there that if if you want my opinion and my prediction on this, I think it is a complete sham. There's no doubt in my mind. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent. The Indianapolis Colts take Andrew Luck. The Washington Redskins take RG3, and everybody's happy. Now, what if the Indianapolis Colts take Robert Griffin III? Oh, I'm, I'm sure the Redskins are going to be so hurt that they only get to take Andrew Luck, who is who's going to be phenomenal. You know, both of these guys should be great quarterbacks. Traditionally, through the years, you know, when when you get a one-two combination back-to-back with quarterbacks, one hits and one doesn't. Now, if that should hold true. Man, I hope for the Redskins fans that, that they can just get a good quarterback for the next 10 years. You know, they can lock RG3 up for the, for the next, uh, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 years, make a good run. Because, man, if there's an organization in the NFL that needs it right now, it's definitely the Washington Redskins. Oh, God, yes. Um, well, I mean, uh, this has been a pretty long show. So, uh, I guess we should, uh, kind of bring everything to a close now and, we will try to get this show uh, a little bit more on a, on a schedule of uh, we're looking at Tuesdays, Wednesdays, uh, hopefully. And then down the road, hopefully, uh, we'll pump out uh, two or three shows a week. We're looking at doing maybe a fantasy football show here mm-hmm. um, sometime before the beginning of the season. Uh, that's going to be uh, that's going to be a Terry's uh, baby here. Uh, I will be on doing the show, but uh, very little interaction. Uh, it's going to be more of Terry's uh, Terry's thing. So if anybody had any ideas on that, just go ahead and send us an email at uh, thestatementshow at gmail.com. We really appreciate everybody who subscribes on YouTube uh, because we are now on iTunes. So if you look for us at The Statement on iTunes, uh, subscribe, uh, leave a a comment on iTunes to help us uh, bring our ratings up. uh, And we appreciate everybody listening to the show. Absolutely. Um, you know, and I was just saying that I was just going to say the same thing. I, you know, I, I personally wanted to uh, say thank you for making this a very special week. Uh, Zach and I were talking before the show. You know, we experienced the largest amount of uh, subscribers uh, since we began the show, which says that one, you guys are listening and, and two, hopefully you're loving it. Hopefully you're enjoying what you uh, what you're hearing. Again, if you have any questions, comments, um, you, you would like to talk about something, please feel free to get in touch with us um, at the statement show at gmail.com. Um, I was also I also just wanted real quickly uh, to throw out a, a, a couple of shout outs. I, I was I was talking with a young lady named Liz um, and she goes to the University of Kentucky and, and Liz plays for the, uh, the Lady Wildcats golf team down there. Um, she says that she's subscribing to the show. Liz, we greatly appreciate that. Uh, please pass it on if you can. Also, uh, to uh, our man Terrell up in New York City, thank you for the very kind words. That means a lot. I'm glad you're enjoying the show, and I hope you continue to do big things up there in NYC, man. And finally, to Mike, better known as the situation on the Jersey Shore. Ugh. I see you have entered rehab trying to fight those demons. Hey, bro, when you get out, call me. Uh, this is Zach Chahey with The Statement Show, and... We're all here for a purpose. Make yours count.
Send us an email or voicemail as an MP3 to thestatementshow at gmail.com. Please keep all voicemails to 30 seconds maximum, please. Also follow us on Twitter at The Statement Show and Facebook. Theme music provided by podcastthemes.com. For professional studio quality podcast theme music and voiceovers, go to podcastthemes.com.